Hey, Natasha. Well, this is our second city together, and you were such a great host in Melbourne that, uh, well, I decided to stick with you. Oh, great, Alberto. Do you like Sydney so far? It is amazing. I mean, I've seen it on postcards. I've seen it in magazines. But until you're actually here, wow, look at the Look at the Sydney Opera House. I mean, it is even more spectacular than it looks in magazines. Exactly. It's amazing. But don't get your hopes up. We're not going there yet, okay? Oh. No, no, no. But we're going to do better things. We're going to oh. do amazing things. I'm going to take you all around Sydney. Are you ready? Oh, I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Let's discover Sydney, Australia. We just got to Sydney, and the skyline of this city is even more breathtaking than it looks on TV. It's hard to believe that this gem of a city was a rough-and-tumble penal colony not too long ago. We're going to go to the beach to cool off and soak up some rays. I can't decide which beach to go to, though. There are over 50 of them in Sydney alone. We'll ask one of the locals to recommend a picturesque one. Later, we'll grab some dinner and go to a show at the world-famous and utterly astounding Sydney Opera House. Rough and tumble significa violento, brusco o agresivo. Y se pronuncia como una sola palabra. Decimos rough and tumble. Y si te fijas, reconoces la palabra rough, duro, y la palabra tumble, caer. Viene de tirar al contrincante al suelo de manera dura o agresiva. Sydney used to be a rough and tumble town. Antiguamente, Sydney era un pueblo chungo, violento. Fact or fiction. There's an annual duck fashion show in Sydney. This is a fact. The fashion show is part of the two-week-long Sydney Easter Show. The Easter Show is the biggest yearly event in Australia, and it draws about 900,000 visitors. Brian Harrington is the founder of the duck show, and he is an absolute duck lover. He says that ducks are just as talented as humans are, and that they shouldn't be taken for granted. This guy sounds like a quack. But hey, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck. To take something for granted significa subestimar o dar por hecho. Y se usa mucho en inglés. Así que don't take it for granted. No lo subestimes. Veamos más ejemplos. No subestimes a tus padres. Un día no estarán. Don't take your parents for granted. One day they'll be gone. Sus amigas siempre la han subestimado. Her friends have always taken her for granted. Damos por hecho algunas cosas básicas como el aire y el agua. We take basic things like air and water for granted. To quack es graznar. Y la expresión, if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's a duck... Significa literalmente, 
si anda como un pato y grazna como un pato, es un pato, aunque su traducción correcta es, cuando el río suena, agua lleva. This is history. One of the city's trademarks is the Harbor Bridge, also known as the Coat Hanger. It opened in 1932, and when they were about to snip the ribbon at the opening ceremony, someone beat them to it. A man dressed in a military uniform, riding a horse, slashed the ribbon with his sword. He was detained, but he made it into the history books. Okay, well, at least he made it into an English book. Another cool thing about the bridge is that Paul Hogan, a.k.a. Crocodile Dundee, worked as a painter on the bridge before his breakthrough. Ya que hay muchos tipos de cortes, tenemos muchas formas de decir cortar en inglés. To snip, hacer un cortecito, o to nip, hacer un corte pequeño. Son solamente dos ejemplos. Piensa en la serie Nip Tuck, que va de cirugía plástica. En cambio, Slash, aparte de ser uno de los mejores guitarristas de la historia, es un corte grande y limpio, y da la casualidad de que la barra, el signo de puntuación, en inglés también se dice Slash. El verbo to slash, por tanto, indica la acción de hacer dicho corte. Fun Facts We're going to the Festival of Dangerous Ideas. But don't worry, it's not as dangerous as it sounds. It's a yearly convention that brings together some of the biggest thinkers of today to discuss and debate different issues that society is dealing with. It started in 2009 and is organized by the Sydney Opera House and the Ethics Center. Some of the speakers who attended in the past are the likes of whistleblower Julian Assange, novelist Salman Rushdie, and feminist Germaine Greer. People we call game changers. A game changer is una cosa o persona revolucionaria. Algo o alguien que cambia las reglas del juego y que crea un punto de inflexión. Por ejemplo, Germaine Greer's first book, The Female Eunuch, was a game changer. El primer libro de Germaine Greer, La Mujer Eunuco, cambió las reglas del juego. Mm. Dig in! Put another shrimp on the barbie. I've said this a million times, but never in Oz. And no, I'm not talking about a Barbie doll. Barbie is how Australians say barbecue. So in Australia, you technically could buy Barbie's Barbie. Hmm. The Aussies are known for their succulent barbecue. Now, if you get the chance, order a burger with the lot. But make sure to save room for dessert. Try a lamington. It's a chocolate sponge cake with jam or cream filling covered in coconut. Sweet! It's so yummy that Aussies have actually dedicated a day to it. 
Mark your calendars because July 21st is National Lamington Day. Estarás lamington los dedos. <laughs> the lot significa con todo. Y es como cuando quieres todas las guarniciones al pedir una hamburguesa en Australia. Los ingleses usan esta palabra, pero para referirse a todos los miembros de un grupo. The lot of you are invited to my party. Todos estáis invitados a mi fiesta. Local Lingo. Of course Australians speak a different language than we do in New York. We are on the other side of the earth. I'll share some sentences I learned. Let's see if you can make out what's said in Australian English. As always, I give you the answers in my English and Spanish below. We are going swimming in the Arvo. We're going swimming in the afternoon. Vamos a bañarnos por la tarde. Do you have your bathers? Do you have your bathing suit? ¿Tienes tu bañador? Yeah, but my battery's flat. Yeah, but my battery is dead. Sí, pero no tengo batería en el móvil. I reckon we can send smoke signals. I guess we can send smoke signals. Supongo que podemos mandar señales de humo. What if the bogans come? What if the rednecks come? ¿Y si vienen los paletos? There are heaps of them in this area. There are tons of them in this area. Hay muchísimos en la zona. Movería tierra, mar y aire para que mis alumnos pronunciaran bien la palabra Earth. Al decirla, olvídate de la A. Y di Earth. Pronounce it right. What on earth are you waiting for? Pronúncialo bien. ¿A qué demonios esperas? Famous Sydney Ciders. Michael Hutchins, the late singer of In Excess, was born in Sydney. He had a promising future as a swimmer, but it came to an end when he broke his arm. It's a good thing he broke it because otherwise we may have never heard his voice. In 1997, he was found hanging on a belt at a hotel in Sydney. He allegedly strangled himself while carrying out a sex act. The official ruling was suicide, but there was no suicide note. Also, the fact that he was naked when he died pointed to death from autoerotic asphyxiation. Whatever the cause was, that day the world lost a shining star. Now, his songs are keeping his legacy alive. Aunque son solo siglas, si pronuncias el nombre de este grupo en inglés, dirías in excess. En exceso, ya que se pronuncia in excess. Veamos más palabras que se pronuncian con el sonido de una K. Exit. Salida. Accept. Aceptar. Access. Acceso. External. Externo. Excessive. Excesivo. <coughs> Hello? Hello? Testing? Testing one, two, three. Music to my ears. Recording artist Iggy Azalea came out of nowhere. And now she's everywhere. Well, she came out of Sydney. But now she's all over the pop charts. She moved to the U.S. when she was 16 to try her hand in the music business while getting her GED. 
She did all kinds of odd jobs, like that of a housekeeper, for example. Until she ended up in L.A., where she was discovered. And she's blown up. On June 7, 2014, her song Fancy was at number one on the Billboard charts, while Problems, Ariana Grande's song featuring Iggy Azalea, held second position on that very same day. The last time an artist did that was in 1964, after the Beatles had been on the Ed Sullivan Show. Here's a trivia question. Do you know the two Beatles songs that were at number one and two in February 1964? Correct. It was, I want to hold your hand at number one and she loves you, yeah, at number two. To try your hand at significa probar suerte con. Y no es de la mano humana de la que hablamos en este caso, sino de la mano de cartas. ¿Y qué es lo que haces cuando juegas las cartas? Claro, pruebas suerte jugando con la mano que tienes. You play your cards. GED es el acrónimo de Tests of General Education Development. Se pronuncia GED y en España sería el graduado escolar. Es un título que demuestra que tienes el nivel de educación básica. What the f facts. Beware arachnophobes. The Sydney funnel web is a venomous spider with large fangs. These fangs are large enough to penetrate fingernails and toenails easily. So just imagine skin. But the bite isn't the worst part. It's what happens next. If you don't get the anti-venom within 25 minutes, the bite could be fatal. Esta araña australiana se llama literalmente con telaraña de embudo, ya que funnel es embudo y web es telaraña. Su nombre viene de que estas arañas hacen telarañas con forma de embudo. O al menos eso es lo que dicen. Yo no pienso acercarme lo suficiente como para comprobarlo. ¿Cuál es la diferencia entre venomous y poisonous? Aunque en español no tenéis esta diferencia, en inglés sería literalmente así. If you bite it and die, it's poisonous. If it bites you and you die, it's venomous. Si lo muerdes y mueres, es venenoso. Si te muerde o pica y mueres, es venenoso. Tell me the movie. And action. Before Hugh Jackman became Huge Jackman, he worked at a gas station and even dressed up as a clown for birthday parties. He's loved rugby since he was a kid, and he said that it helped him resolve his anger issues. It worked, at least it seems. He's happy since he's one of Hollywood's biggest leading men. He's what we call a triple threat in the acting world, because he's a great actor, singer, and dancer. As if that weren't enough, he currently holds the record for the highest number of times he's appeared as the same character in a movie. He's played Wolverine nine times, 
It's ironic because one of the reasons he got into acting was because he wanted to play Jason in Friday the 13th. Although there have been 12 remakes of the Friday the 13th franchise, not a single actor has played the role more than once. Un chiste malo que juega con la pronunciación de Hugh Jackman. Hugh, junto con la J de Jackman, suena como si diríamos huge, enorme, ya que lo pronunciamos Hugh Jackman. Y huge se pronuncia huge. Si al final consigo que pronuncies huge bien, sería un huge logro. Wolverine es lobezno, pero es más común llamar a los lobeznos wolf cubs o pups, la misma palabra que usamos para decir cachorros de perro. Sydney hosted the Olympics in 2000, which is why they're also known as the Millennium Olympic Games. Their athletes weren't the only ones preparing for the Games. The organizers were very creative when it came to making the bronze medals. They used old Australian one and two cent coins that had been phased out in 1991. They also had a protection problem, and I'm not referring to security or bodyguards. They ran out of condoms in the Olympic Village. They'd originally ordered 70,000 of them, and they ended up ordering another 20,000 because the athletes were getting it on. La palabra creative se pronuncia solamente de una manera, y es creative. No hay otra forma. So don't you get creative on me. Así que no te me pongas creativo. In good company! The electronic pacemaker was developed and later applied by Edgar H. Booth and Mark C. Little in 1928. They first used it to revive a potentially stillborn infant at Crown Street Women's Hospital in Sydney. The infant's heart continued to beat on its own after being hooked up to the device for 10 minutes. Pacemaker es marca pasos. Pace a secas es ritmo en inglés. You have to learn English at your own pace. Tienes que aprender inglés a tu propio ritmo. Okay, Alberto, as promised, I'm taking you to the Sydney Opera House. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it, and I'm about to lose control, and I think I like it. Espera, eso es la letra de una canción. Well, I really am excited. I, I'm sure you are. I don't know if they're going to play that song in the Sydney Opera House, but are you ready? I'm ready. Let's go. La ópera de Sydney es el sitio turístico número uno de la ciudad. The Sydney Opera House is the city's number one tourist attraction. John Utzon fue el arquitecto danés que diseñó esta maravilla. John Utzon was the Danish architect who designed this marvel. Se le ocurrió mientras pelaba una naranja. He got the idea from peeling an orange. No pudo terminar el proyecto. He couldn't finish the project. Él dimitió por una pelea con el gobierno. He stepped down because of a falling out with the government. Tiene cinco salas distintas. It has five different performance spaces. 
hay 10.154 tubos en el Grand Organ. There are 10,154 pipes on the Grand Organ. Cada uno de los tubos tiene un nombre. Each of the pipes has a name. Okay, Alberto, I have to get back to Melbourne, but thanks for Th being here. Thank, <laughs> thank me. No, no, thank you. Thank you so much. I've learned so much about Melbourne and Sydney. Thanks to you, Natasha. If you ever come to New York, you know I'll show you around. Well, if you ever come back to Melbourne, you know where I live. I'll look you up. Bye. Bye.